Hi, I'm G. And I'm Jay, and this is the Secrets Fillers podcast. Pour yourself a cup of tea and let's chat. Welcome back, Secret Spillers. This year, we are thrilled to introduce you to intentional and thoughtful brands through our sponsorships. And this month's sponsor, our very first sponsor of the podcast is Alice Mushrooms, which we think is so fitting because we interviewed co-founder Charlotte Cruz on the pod. Shout out Charlotte. Go back and listen to her episode. It's amazing. And we just became Alice Mushrooms super fans after that. Um, So a little bit about Alice Mushrooms. It was born out of desire to give people what neither the pharmaceutical industry or the supplement industry have provided, which is safe, effective, and delicious consumables that pair long-term benefits with immediate boost to cognitive functioning. So they have all those great adaptogens and vitamins and minerals and all the good stuff you need to keep your uh, brain happy and healthy. Um, in addition to that, I am personally a super fan of their nightcap chocolate. So this one is formulated to help you get a really good night's sleep. It's the best addition to my wind down routine at night. Um, because one, it replaced wine, <laughs> wine down, uh, with a healthy alternative, but it's also like you get a little after dinner snack, a little after dinner chocolate, watch a show and your body just naturally unwinds and you get like that amazing sleep, like that you could never get from taking maybe a more pharmaceutical drug or sleep aid that might give you a little bit more of that hangover feeling. This is truly a beautiful natural alternative that just really chef's kiss. Thank you, Alice Mushrooms. Yeah. So if you're wondering like, what the heck is this all about? Mushrooms, chocolate, go back and listen <laughs> to the episode with Charlotte. Um, We will link it in the show notes. And we are just so grateful that when we reached out, Charlotte was like, yes, I want Alice to sponsor the podcast. She's a really cool founder in that way. She walks the walk in terms of women supporting women and lifting up like-minded brands. Um, Totally. I'm loving the brainstorm chocolate. So that's like their focus and energy um, product. And it's a healthy caffeine replacement. So since I'm not drinking coffee for hormone balancing, it is the dream addition to my toddler mom life. Um, (laughs) And we can't wait to chat more at the end of the show about a new exciting product that Alice Alice has dropping. I know. Stay tuned to learn more Sacred Spillers. G and I will be sharing some of our personal experiences with Alice Chocolates and, of course, like G teased some of their new offerings that we're super excited about. Okay. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Secrets Fillers. We just had an amazing chat with Brie Lauren and learned a ton about integrative plant medicine. Yeah, she's had a really cool journey from her own um, challenges in terms of female um, reproductive health, which inspired her on a journey to create an intimates line. She's traveled and lived all over the world. Such an interesting life, G. I mean, crazy. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Mm -hmm. I I was sort of like playing it out in my head, like a little montage. Um, Yeah. And now she's coaching and practicing um, plant medicine. Really, really cool for Portland and Oregon listeners um, because Mm -hmm. all of this is really a new space, but it's, it's starting here and it's um, legalized. Portland is, is the guinea pig, right? To see like how um, 
this can develop and, and continue to help people. We kind of talked a little bit about um, psilocybin on uh, mm-hmm. our podcast with Alice Mushrooms yeah. and about how psychedelics are, you know, being used to treat people who are dealing with trauma or PTSD. And we talk more about that here with Brie. And it's so cool to be able to speak with someone who's kind of on the ground floor, um, helping people use this service. Yeah. Super knowledgeable. So, um, mm so connected and grounded like to herself and to the to the work of healing others so thanks for being with us Bree and um secret spillers thanks for being with us and for listening. enjoy welcome back to the pod secret spillers thank you so much for coming back again and again to listen to us and to who we have to introduce you to I'm G and I'm Jay and today we have Bree Lauren with us Bree is an accredited psilocybin facilitator who has been immersed in the studies of altered states of consciousness, yoga, female reproductive health, herbalism, somatics, natural dyeing, and sustainable fashion for over a decade. Years of accreditation and self-study in research-based and cultural settings inspire her to create community and offerings that expand the human experience. Her passion is helping others achieve alignment in their lives with a well-rounded, non-directive approach, allowing each person to access their inner healing wisdom. Brie offers an inclusive, socially conscious space with trauma-informed care, and we are so excited to dive in and learn about how you got to where you are, Brie, the the story behind there's so much passion and um, and healing and health and there's so much in there. So I feel like we're going to have lots to discuss. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you ladies so much for having me. I'm honored. Um, while you were listing everything in her bio, G, I'm like, this is such a secret spiller episode. We're like covering all of our favorite things from like yeah. herbalism <laughs> to sustainable fashion, to health, to somatics. I feel like we've covered, I'm yeah, we're, we could talk to you probably for a million hours, uh, but to kick you know, things I off. I wear so many hats. I sometimes am like, how do I even write a bio? It's just. I, honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's hard to fit it all into one paragraph. Yeah, we, we um, subscribe to the not staying in one lane lifestyle. So welcome. Good company. <laughs> yeah. So Brie, can you tell us a little bit of the story about how you um, started your Intimates business? What inspired you to um, combine your passion for natural dyes with Intimate Wear? Yeah, so I've actually had quite a bit of trauma and just my own challenges with my own reproductive system starting at a Mm. pretty young age. Um, So that's something that as I grew in my womanhood, um, became really aware of and really started to dive into reproductive health, learning cultural wisdom, as well as just like my own anatomy and healing. Um, And so women's work was something really important to me. And I, at the same time, was living in Guatemala and assisting a designer there. So I was learning how to make sustainable fashion, create designs, work with patterns, and then also got introduced into natural dyes and so which I love that's that's such a passion of mine and so at the time it was this intersection of okay I want to create my own label I want it to be you know something earth-based comfortable but that also you know feels good on the body and intimate parts and there's such an importance to me you know to have natural fibers on our intimate parts um because you know even synthetic totally um can yeah cause issues in the reproductive system so yeah, it was kind of just this intersection of the right time at the right place for me, which led me to create Lacuna. Yeah. 
Okay. I want to pause you right there because mm-hmm. I think people are just starting to connect the dots about um, what we, what's in our clothes, like the dyes. And like you said, synthetic material are also going, you know, being absorbed by our skin and going into our bloodstream. And of course it would be crazy to not realize that there might be, you know, a link there. Mm-hmm. I mean, microplastics, synthetic dyes, mm-hmm you know, synthetic materials. So not only is that harmful for the earth when we're washing our clothes and all these microplastics going in and bad dyes going back into the earth or chemicals, you know, but um, yeah, literally touching our skin. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people are so sensitive, their skin in general. So yeah, and it just feels better, more breathable fabric Mm -hmm. materials, you know, on our lady bits is important. (laughs) So important and so much more, yeah, comfortable. So as you have been this one woman show creating Lacuna Intimates, what were some challenges that you faced and how did you overcome them in, in your entrepreneurial journey? Mm -hmm. Um, So I started the brand out again, just loving natural dyes. And so started working with my own patterns. I started making panties from hemp, um, hemp fabric, which was so fun to work with, but I was cutting, sewing, dyeing, sewing, shipping, fulfilling, doing all the things. Um, And so as I grew and I really wanted to step into expanding the brand, the biggest challenge I ran into was, and I think a lot of creatives can resonate with this, is like, how do you explain your process to someone else? Like, Mm -hmm. how do I even trust someone or just like even get out my brainchild to someone else, you know, Mm -hmm. it's such a, cause it's kind of chaotic, the artistic process, you know? Right. So I ran into, to that big edge. And then also, um, you know, just finding people in alignment that felt like good work ethic, good, um, creative match, you know, all those things. So I think I just ran with it for a long time being a one woman show and then eventually when I traveled to Bali and worked with some natural dyers there, some um, locals, I was able to find my production team as well. So that was a really good fit to expand production, but it it took a long time. You know, um, I think anything that you build from the ground up and bootstrap is, is your baby. So it can just be hard to know which is the right way to expand, you know. Yeah. And you mentioned briefly in the beginning, um, your experiences in Guatemala and Bali. Can you speak a little bit about how working and living in those countries influenced the ethos of your brand? Mm, Yeah. um, You know, I think both of those countries live a lot closer to the earth and their own traditions than we do Mm -hmm. here in the West, especially the U.S. Um, So really, I got to experience just a more natural lifestyle in general but that just shows up in the food that they make they cook their families and then in the clothing we create too you know and just um, textures and textiles you know there's so many cultures around the world that their textiles tell a story through colors Mm -hmm. and threads and the materials they use so I got to really kind of weave that in especially with the natural dyes um when I did my production in Bali, we would use indigo and mango leaves and walnut holes. And, you know, so really incorporating the natural so world cool. into the wares. Yeah. So much the quality is grounded. Pro- yeah. Um, the quality of what you're making, I think it is different too. I mean, I can't speak to, uh, to every, um, every piece of clothing that comes out of those countries or, or items, but I did actually go to Guatemala on a vacation a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mm-hmm. husband and I went and we, um, t- we, got a tour of one of the uh, textile places where they were um, 
you know, making, they were making tablecloths and placemats and dresses and all this beautiful stuff. And I've had the, these placemats that I bought there for a while and they're beautiful and they've held up so well. And it's just such a, a difference in quality compared to some things that you find in the U S and kind of that fast fashion space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And you know, so much time and effort goes into them. Oh my you gosh. Know, and they it's cost, an art. cost so little compared mm-hmm. to things that, you know, are made by a machine that we'll buy here in the U S and it's, yeah. it's sold for triple the price. I forget what it's called. It was called Brie, but it was like this long, crazy machine. And they were like, designing the all loom? the loom. Was it a the loom, yeah. 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 <laughs> the loom. <laughs> the loom. Um it was very Bri, cool. I love how your it sounds like own health history informed a product um in terms of like your interest in female reproductive health um and all these forms of healing. Can you just talk to us about how that experience translated into um a product that that you know women are wearing on their bodies yeah I think just um at the time I was really uh immersed in my own embodiment you know like really what can I put on my um, my body you know to embody myself my sexuality my womanness Mm -hmm. and so it felt so right to create um intimate wear And then, yeah, just that importance of having natural fibers, natural textiles that are dyed with natural dyes um, and having that available to create a product, Um, you know, and I've ran into so many challenges. It's not easy trying to have a more eco-friendly brand because the reality is, is like, it's so hard to do everything so sustainable, even when you try, you know, the most compostable shipping, compostable tags, you know, all the things, there's still so many things along the way that yes, are harmful for the earth that still, you know, make an impact on communities and culture. And then, you know, there's the whole um, employing people in other countries to do the work for you too. You know, I I see the issue with that as well. Um, So I learned a lot, a lot through out my whole journey creating a brand um and it's been a beautiful journey but it's also been really nice to scale back a little bit and notice where Mm -hmm. my inspiration lies you know and know that okay a product-based business especially in the fashion space that's so disposable and so about trends is not necessarily what's like so inspiring to me so that's resulted in me um discontinuing production of intimates, but working on one of a kind and vintage pieces and just doing the dye process, you know, that, that feels like the most sustainable I can be right now. And really what I have the energy for in my creative process. I love hearing about that because I feel like when people think of creating a business, starting a brand, creating a product, the timeline and the vision is like from conception to booming success and like continuing that success forever and growing and and taking over and we we saw this with um newly. newbie I wanted to say newly but newbie yeah yeah so we saw that with that brand like they stepped back when it didn't feel in alignment for what they were doing and I love that you talked about like it's okay to lean into where your energy is flowing um in, mm-hmm. in different projects and turn things on and turn things off and and change change your mind like in a right in a creative way i think as humans we need to be more open to that which actually brings us to uh another question we have for you brie which is you know um 
what led you to your transition um, to focus more on integrative coaching and plant me- uh, with plant medicine. So Bree, this kind of brings us to our next question for you, which what sort of led the transition for you to focus more on integrative coaching with plant medicine um, while you were scaling back uh, your intimates business? Yeah, so I, um, plant medicines, psychedelics have been a big part of my journey for over 10 years um, in my own personal life within my community and my family. Psilocybin mushrooms have been one plant medicine that have been really impactful for me and my own journey, as well as um, healing people, seeing people heal around me. Um, So in 2020, about the time I was still working on my business, um, I had a really powerful journey Uh, in the heat of the pandemic. I had a macrodose journey. So macrodose Mm -hmm. is a large amount um, of psilocybin in this case. And it was an unintentional journey, which is like a story for another time. But um, I learned, I learned so much through that journey, especially it being kind of unplanned and unknown in certain ways. So coming out of that, I mean, I'm still integrating that process. That was in that was four years ago. Um, So that impactful of a journey, you know, really opens you up your, your state of consciousness to see to unwind to to go through so many different emotions and feels and really it's the integration process that has opened a lot up for me so so many beautiful transitions and openings in my life since then and also it really taught me um, the importance of having a space holder present for Mm -hmm. journeys and exploring altered states of consciousness you know we know that plenty of people go to festivals and recreationally go to music festivals go go to parties and drop acid or <laughs> take some right. or do some yeah. other things but really in an intentionally controlled environment with the right set and setting immense transformation can happen immense access to things we didn't know were there for us um, can unfold so yeah I really began to see that in my own integration process which really um, yeah allowed me to kind of steer more into a different direction I'm so interested in this because I'm in Portland too, um, Bree, like you. And so you do consulting work with the Emergent Psilocybin um, Service Center in Portland. How has that like shaped your understanding of psychedelic therapy? And if someone's listening who this hasn't been on their radar, they're not sort of like clear on what this actually is in terms of a therapy, um, we'd love for you to just like lay that out and make it really clear for our listeners. Yeah, so I, yes, I was doing some consulting for an emerging psilocybin service center. So Oregon is one of the first states to legalize psilocybin services in our country. Go Oregon. Wow. I love that you're Portland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so measure 109 was passed, um, which like I said, allows the legal services of psilocybin treatments. Um, so I do want to mention just difference between psilocybin therapy and psilocybin service centers. So therapy technically is going to be provided by a licensed clinician, AKA a psychotherapist. Um, And then, but you do not have to be a psychotherapist to be a psilocybin facilitator. And so that's, what's a little bit different about this Mm -hmm. space in Oregon, especially. So once measure 109 passed, um, they're opening up service centers, legalized service centers. So a service center is 
a place where someone can go and seek a session with a licensed facilitator in a licensed facility with cultivated medicine from a licensed grower. So it's pretty amazing. Um, and it's very regulatory, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, there's a lot of bells and whistles and a lot of forms to fill out, but it's a really um, accessible environment and a way for people to access these types of treatments in an above ground way, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. And what kind of people yeah. do you think might benefit from integrative plant medicine in this capacity? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Um, you know, it's such, it's such on an individual basis, but I, I like to say truly anyone could benefit. Mm -hmm. However, it's not safe for everyone. Obviously, there are some contraindications and some people that, you know, wouldn't be the right candidate, but it's always... Um, worth exploring, you know, if someone might be the right candidate. Yeah, there's a lot of research that shows, you know, people with severe PTSD, mm -hmm. trauma, addiction, um, even neurodivergence, like it can be very, very helpful for people in those categories. Um, but yeah, more and more research is just showing more and more people benefit from these types of treatments and work. Mm -hmm. I'm so curious, like what is, I don't, and you might not be able to fully explain this because it's kind of a hard question, but what happens to the brain? Like, what is it doing? Like, why is it helping people? I guess is my question. A classic Joan question. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Brie, I, give me the dissertation. I wish, I was, I wish yeah. I was more of a scientist to like mm -hmm. give you a way better answer, but you know, essentially there's a lot going. I mean, the one thing that I love and find so powerful is that typically people will experience an ego dissolution. So it's mm, the receptors in the brain that you know, yeah, it's, it's a form of releasing control. And there's a lot of people mm -hmm. that have a hard time. I mean, most human beings, right. We want to <laughs> know the outcome. We want to predict our future. Yes. We want to know and have a grip on our reality. And one powerful thing about entering an altered state of consciousness is you, you have no control. You have to surrender, you know, in order to move through the experience and access mm -hmm. and gain insights or just kind you know, of go be through really hard things. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things, though. I mean, neuroplasticity um, is being created in the brain. Really, mm. it's working with our serotonin 2A receptors. So a lot of different chemical reactions are coming up when you, you know, interact with plant medicines, which, um, yeah, can be really impactful for creating new thought patterns, behavioral changes, our relationship to our mm. trauma, our relationship to our triggers, you know, these things. So. So yeah. cool. There's a there's a lot more I could go off about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that did actually answer my question. So thank you for for that was just an off script question. Secret spillers, <laughs> you know I do it all the time. Georgie will get us back on the tracks. <laughs> um, can you talk to us about inner trek and what that is and how it's contributed to your development um in the plant medicine space? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so InterTrek is the training program I went through in Oregon. Um, so it was started by Tom Eckert, who's the architecture of Measure 109. So he helped pass the whole legalized measure um, in Oregon and then created a training school. So very um, pioneers behind it, you know, in the space of psychedelic research and this movement. Um and InterTrek is a seven-month program. I traveled to Portland once a month to be in my in-person cohorts. 
And then um, we had weekly online classes and got to uh, partake in a practicum experience, which um, happened in the Inner Trek Service Center, which they just opened. So we were a part of, my group was the first above ground legal experience to happen since the 1960s, which was pretty cool. Wow. Um, oh, so we is did that our the law yeah, in-person practicum. Um, no, there's, there's a lot of different laws since then, but there was okay. a lot of, um, you know, testing and research being okay. done back then, but since, yeah, so much control and scheduling right. on classified drugs, you know, has happened. And so, yeah, the first group of above ground in a legalized service center in this whole new landscape, um, happened in Portland that last year. And I was a part of that wow. group got to sit and I did a medicine journey with my, um, facilitator and then vice versa facilitated for my clients so it was pretty powerful part of the program um and you know that what that does that program finishing a program like that which there's a few in Oregon um that are licensed programs that will train people and at the end they're eligible to take a test and receive an Oregon license um to be a licensed facilitator so yeah, you have to complete a training program and then take the Oregon state test. And then you're eligible to facilitate at these legal service centers, which is super exciting. That's so cool. Is there like on the horizon, other states working on this sort of, um, these sort of laws to be passed? Like, is it in its growth phase or is it feeling really experimental in Oregon right now? I think absolutely other states are working on, I know Colorado has a lot of legal measures. It's a little bit different than Oregon. Um, I think California will be not that far behind, Mm -hmm. but California is such a large state, you know, so politically it ranges, um, especially with the idea of introducing psychedelics in an illegal Mm way. Um, So yeah, I think in the next five years, we're going to start seeing a lot of growth in this territory. Because the research is there. I mean, like you said, this is transformative. This is changing people's lives um, for the better. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully. Oregon's just um, kind of the guinea pig right now. mm -hmm. You know, it's like all eyes on Oregon. And of course, there's a lot of learning curves. There's a lot of mistakes. Right. We don't know everything. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, Oregon's my home state. Actually, I'm from Bend, too. So I'm just like, yay, Oregon. Like, (laughs) You guys are holding it down, you know, even though there's going to be a lot of hiccups, but someone right. still has to do it, you know? So Yeah, absolutely. And so this kind of, you know, we kind of covered this, but um, how do you envision the future of plant medicine retreats and group mic- microdosing mentorships, especially in terms of, you know, community building and healing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's where my focus is at with this mm-hmm. work. Um I really love and believe in the power of community. So, you know, we look at indigenous cultures all over the world who plant medicines are not, they're such an ancient thing and tradition Mm -hmm. and practice Mm -hmm. and traditionally done within your community or your tribe or your village, you know, and for that reason is because we need each other to heal. We need each other as witnesses, as prayers um, and Mm. yeah, as, as devotion. And so you know, I love the idea of, of community retreats or group retreats just mm-hmm. for that fact of community building. You know, someone might come into this not knowing anyone else in the room and leave with a family member, you know, leave knowing, right. wow, I got to experience this alongside this person who I had no idea their story and their transformation, you know, and 
those bonds when you're in these other realms are just mm-hmm. can be irreplaceable um, to go through that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to, yeah, my focus is on, you know, individual work one-on-one with people and low dose journeys, the micro dosing mentorship, both in person and virtually, and then, you know, higher dose experiences within a group retreat setting as well. I feel like you just told us all of our options. If someone is thinking, interested in exploring plant medicine, where's like the best place for them to start? And then I'd also love for you to be, um, to let us know, like how people can work with you and what that would look like. Mm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, that's a really good question. And I think just being curious and getting really, really curious within oneself, you know, what, what plant spirit or plant medicine is calling to you, you know, cause there's, there's different options and really there's a lot of access, you know, these days where we're so hyper stimulated, Google is a crystal ball. Instagram mm-hmm. has all these people in our feed, you know, <laughs> right. so really being able to tune, to tune inward, to get these external answers, um, I would say, and just doing research, you know, there's so much amazing research these days for working with different types of treatments in an intentional setting. Um, So really figuring out, you know, what might be the best option for oneself and um, even talking to people in your community or other people who might know someone, you know, because a personal recommendation is always great. Someone that might've worked with someone or someone that knows someone, you know, there's a trust in that. And I'd say just always building a lot of trust with anyone that anyone's interested in working with, you know, um, and making sure that it feels like a really safe environment. Mm-hmm. And if people do their research, mm-hmm. Bria, they're like, I want to work with Brie Lauren, where can they find you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, my website is brielauren.com. So that's pretty we'll, easy. That's the we'll best. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's the best way to kind of see what I have going on, um, my different offerings. I do require, you know, an intake form. So it's not as easy as just going on a website and clicking something, adding it to your cart. So there's a, right. a nice process of just getting to know someone, you know, and making sure screening someone, making sure someone's fit for this type of work. Um, and yeah, I post a lot on my Instagram about different kind of self-care um tips and tricks as as well so my instagram is brielauren.m and my instagram or sorry my website is linked on there as well amazing thank you so much for sharing the mic with us brie before we let you go we have a fun a couple of fun rapid fire questions we would love to ask you um this just helps our listeners get to know you a little better so without further ado i'll kick us off um if you could instantly master any skill what would it be (laughs) Oh, I think it would be language. Like we know when someone asks mm-hmm. you if, super, if you could have a superpower, I think it would be to know any language on the spot. That's a great answer. I kind of that. agree. <laughs> yeah. The world would be completely open to you. Um, <laughs> right. What's your favorite? This is a good question. I have been, <laughs> I've never done karaoke, but I am the prime candidate to be a lover of karaoke. I think oh. so. <laughs> Bree, do you have a favorite go-to karaoke song? Okay, yes, because I used to go to this place called Kid Zone when I was a child, and my mom would make me, I mean, I guess I enjoyed <laughs> it, but I would do karaoke as like a four-year-old, and I would sing, 
You Are So Beautiful by Jill oh, so, so cute. A ballad. My, my go-to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, we look we need to see you belt this out on your Instagram for sure. (laughs) That Joan, you should put that as the background music to Breeze. Yes. Oh my god, I definitely will. It'll be it'll be a teaser. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Totally different note, Brie, but what is the last book that you read that you couldn't put down? Our secret spillers always love a book wreck. Okay, Pretty Girls by Karen Slaughter. I am Mm. the type of person that is scared by the soundtrack of Law and Order. Like, I do not like (laughs) kind of. (laughs) My partner is like a crime junkie, so oh my god, so my I'm like her hand-me-down books, and I've been (laughs) taking them. And this book is like a psychological thriller, and so not my normal thing I would read. But I read it in three days, like over four hundred pages. I just couldn't put it down. So. I definitely oh I'm excited it. crazy Even if that it got fans, you as like a comfort me, I yeah <laughs> I know <laughs> I know I'm just a shocked okay this is our favorite question we're asking everyone on this season of the pod spill a secret for us it could be a piece of advice something funny silly profound what what do you have to offer the people Brie hmm. um you know something that I feel is kind of my life pack I've been working on right now is um, just acceptance of my own process. So acceptance of mm-hmm. your process, you know, being able to make space for whatever's coming up, whether it's being angry or it's being sad or it's feeling insecure or, you know, I think so often we're trying to get out of discomfort or get out of some sort of emotion or feeling because it's negative or it's it's to this mm-hmm. or it's to that, but really just making space for whatever it's there because nothing lasts forever, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. not going to stay. So um, yeah, just really allowing space, let your process take up space and and then you're going to move through it. So beautiful. Love that. And a perfect note to end on. Bree, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Secret Spillers, if you're interested in learning more about uh, Bree and her work with Integrative Plant Medicine, we'll put all the information to reach her in the show notes. And you guys have a lovely afternoon, evening. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Bree. Thank you, ladies. Okay, let's talk about Alice Mushrooms today. We were so lucky to chat with Charlotte on the podcast and learn about their journey from food sciences and pharmaceutical backgrounds to this magical collaboration that is Alice. Yes. I, it's actually so funny, Georgie. I first heard about Alice from a friend in New York city. Um, they kind of became one of these cool new it brands as like mushroom use, functional mushroom use has taken off. Right. We've we're all been hearing about mm-hmm. the amazing effects. Um, a lot of the functional mushrooms can have on your body and your brain. Um, and this weekend, it's so funny. I saw them in uh, Charleston where my family lives at one of my favorite workout studios. Like they're an offering. Oh, wow. Now. Yeah. So they're, they're big time. Um, we, we knew them when they were a little baby brand, but now they're in all the cool places. Um, and that's because, you know, Charlotte is so amazing and she's created such an amazing product. Um, so definitely go back and listen guys to that episode with Charlotte. Um, if you're really interested in learning more about exactly what mushrooms can do for you and can do for your health and how they can really have a profound positive impact because G and I were we were fascinated by that episode. <laughs> yeah. We were like taking notes and and Charlotte is an expert in her field. So she knows everything there is to know about each little tiny ingredient and what they can do for you. Um, and I think what's the best part about Alice, and I'm sure you agree with me, is like 
Because you're what? What do we? You and Tom call yourselves? Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know what there is a word. <laughs> yeah, um, and this is like mushrooms in the most delicious form possible. Delicious chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to being yummy and good for you, they also have an amazing aesthetic. Um, I love a cool brand, and they just have like hit the nail on the head with like fun, millennial, cute swag and like great branding and packaging. It's wow, chef's kiss. I've already done that like six times this episode. I think that's going to be my <laughs> But <thing>. it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they have a new addition to their lineup. So mm-hmm. the happy ending chocolate, you guys, is formulated for arousal and pleasure and is dropping just in time for Valentine's Day. They're spicy, literally spicy <laughs> of chocolate are packed with supplements like ashwagandha, which we know of, yes. pepper, which we know of. Horny goat weed, what? Which we're very curious about, <laughs> but here for. <laughs> Googling that. Um, yes. But together, the ingredients deliver an immediate boost to pleasure and arousal while improving long-term sexual function for all genders. And the excitement we have around this is <laughs> real. Unintended. <laughs> Secret spillers. We know you will enjoy a sensual bite of chocolate to support intimate moments and long-term sexual wellness. So make sure you give happy ending a try. More information on dosing, ingredients, and long-term benefits in the show notes. And as a secret spiller, of course, you can get your hands on any Alice Mushrooms products, including the new Happy Ending Chocolate for 15% off with code SECRETSPILLER15 at alicemushrooms.com. Don't worry, we have that info for you in the show notes and also in our link tree on Instagram. So give us a follow. Uh, We love that Alice has made it possible to supplement and support your health through the power of mushrooms and treat yourself to something delicious at the same time. Thank you so much, Alice Mushrooms, for being a partner of the pod and a true and loyal secret spiller. We love you. If you loved this pod, follow, review, or share it with a friend. If you want to share it on your Instagram story or your TikTok, we'd be eternally grateful. Thank you for being a secret spiller. We'll catch you next time.